2: I'm fairly confident that most of you listening will know about Bitcoin. It's always on the news. I feel like it's all anyone's talking about. It seems to be always plastered over social media. And now Elon Musk will even let you buy a Tesla with it. Despite the fact there's lots of noise about Bitcoin, it's still a little bit confusing in terms of where to begin buying Bitcoin. Well, I'm super pleased to say that this episode has been sponsored by Coin Corner, who make the world of Bitcoin super simple. They have a really easy to use website and a very friendly customer service team, meaning you can get set up and buying Bitcoin about 10 minutes. Now, I realise some of you might still be sceptical about the world of cryptocurrency, but Bitcoin has been the greatest performing asset of the last decade, better than gold or silver. So if you're interested in buying your first Bitcoin or you want to increase your Bitcoin holding, you lucky person, head over to CoinCorner.com forward slash stg that's coincorner.com forward slash stg when you head there or when you use my code stg when you're signing up to coin corner they'll actually give you some some sats which are basically like a sort of small part of a bitcoin i got into the bitcoin world late i couldn't afford to buy a whole bitcoin so i've got like 0.001 of a bitcoin which is called a sat so yes unbelievably Coin Corner are going to give you some of those when you sign up using that code STG or going to that link coincorner.com forward slash STG. So yes, if you're intrigued, if you've been hearing lots about Bitcoin and you want to find out more and think maybe buying your first, head over one more time, coincorner.com forward slash STG. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes, you are. Uh, each week we get together, we talk about cars, motorsport, F1, car... What else? Cars? Cars. We talk cars, about cars. cars. Don't we? <laughs> you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash behind the glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And, Tony, if people want to support this podcast, what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs>
0: But also, head to Patreon.
2: You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. It's going to be an interesting episode, this one, because I've lost all internet connection. And what I usually do is there's various topics I want to talk about, or I have a list, and I bring them up on my laptop. And I can't do any of that. You don't remember? I do remember, sort of, but I needed information which was on the internet, which I now can't access. I think someone's, like, crashed into one of the mobile phone network poles or something like that. Really? Because my phone has, usually to have full 4G here. I've got none. And the Wi-Fi, which, to be fair, is 4G as well, has got none. What, have you got signal? Yeah. See, I think it's three. I think someone's driven into the three telephone. You're or or three or something. I'm three. I'm three all, all through and just disappeared today. So we're going to wing it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Wish us luck. Um, well, look, let's get into it. It's been a, it's been a busy week for both of us. We've both been doing quite a lot since we last sat down. Uh, I did release an episode of After the Checkered Flag, my F1 series with Paul Wallace oh, earlier yeah, did, this did week. Go, did that go. It went well. We were quite rude about you. <laughs> Oh, well, we, yeah, we were winding you up because of the amount that sort of you know, your enforced betting. Anytime anyone makes any prediction, you're like, oh, I'll put a bet on it. <laughs> you would, I think, bet me what I was going to have for lunch if you had the chance. If I said, I oh, don't know what's out yeah i bet you I have a chicken sandwich. Um, um, so we did wind you up a bit, but it was very good. And we we put, <laughs> put two races together into one episode.
1: Paul's just got the ump because I took money off him this year. Probably, yeah, that's what,
2: <laughs> But when you text me saying, I want to bet, I just said, oh, as leave me alone, go talk to Paul. <laughs> and luckily you did. Um, Paul so, wouldn't have it either. Yeah, so if you missed that, go and check it out. Uh, a quick reminder that after each race, well, theoretically after each race, Paul and I will sit down and sort of talk about the race in a new series called After the Checkered Flag. But do not worry, it doesn't encroach in what we do. We are here every week. I think we're, we we're we're really the are here every week, we aren't are, we? yeah. It's like the consistency of the minute. We are nailing. We're the A-team. We are the A-team. <laughs> so much so that once again over the last seven days, we have crept into and out of the number one spot here in the UK as an automotive podcast. Very good.
1: And smashing it in the lifestyle sector these days. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show a little bit of hard work and a bit of perseverance. It's true that. Which is what, which is what we've been doing. We've, we've been stuck by bashing it. Bashing them out now for about consistently 18 months, haven't we? So it's good that the the views are up, the, the, the followers have... I've noticed that I've grown recently. Welcome. Welcome to
2: a load of new followers. Yeah.
1: If you are someone that regularly listens
2: to this podcast on YouTube or on any audio platform, subscribe. Why don't you? Because then you'll get a notification when a new, I know we always publish on Thursday, but the time changes, and so if you just subscribe, turn on the notification bell on yeah. YouTube, it'll go ring a ding ding. Yeah, new episode. And hey, we would like it because it will allow us to approach
1: more sponsors. And thank you. And more more importantly, yeah, like,
2: well, that's it. And actually, one thing which I can do today is announce something very exciting. Oh,
1: well, I don't. Oh, oh. No,
2: no, you do know all you about. You got this. internet bag. Well, I th- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to chance it. I might get the dates wrong because as a celebration we can finally announce the return of behind the glass live oh yeah i mean i knew about that you knew all about this yeah, yeah, yeah. so this year we are going to do a minimum of four live podcast recordings
1: four? how It was free
2: no it's four now Four. <laughs> sorry yeah demand i mean i hope this is we're announcing it now so i can't say demand <laughs> has been so we're doing four so down here at SDGHQ, utilising the entire factory Duke of London space, we're essentially going to be doing a sort of cars and coffee style morning with a podcast recording. So you can come along, hang out with us. We can check out your cars. Tony will be very rude about them. I'll hopefully be quite nice about them. Um, hopefully we'll have cars here for you to check out as well, whether they're our own cars or maybe I'll borrow things from manufacturers. There'll be coffee, seen through glass coffee. Hello served up. There'll be other little bits and bobs too. Uh, I might have the sim rig open so you can take part in the newly unveiled STG hot lap challenge. Oh,
1: uh, oh, oh no. What? What are we gonna do? I was gonna say, I mean I think we should have that for the patrons the Well hold on. Uh, hold on, he's got a sleeve for them.
2: So I'm just I'm just giving a run through and <laughs> okay. then we'll be sitting down recording an episode with a studio audience who will be able to get involved. We'll be opening up to the studio floor, there'll be suggestions, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. We're really excited about this. We are And what I will say is, for now, because you jumped ahead of the gun. Sorry. I've got to brief you better. (laughs) Currently, tickets are only available for patrons.
1: Very good. How many patrons have you got? We have got a few. How many? 200. So, we'd like to see you all then. So, that's the point.
2: At the moment, we're only doing 50 tickets per event. Because, even though restrictions are being eased very quickly very soon here in the UK and all of our events are post theoretically the last restrictions in the UK we just want to keep numbers small to start with we may increase the numbers but we just want to keep it small to begin with so 50 tickets per event that could go up and at the moment first come first all, early bird access is for the patrons can I finish yep <laughs> <laughs> so the dates they're all Sundays good and all Sunday mornings Before Grand Prix, essentially. Really? I've done it before the races. And the football. Uh, And the football, fine. So, Sunday, 4th of July, Sunday, 25th of July, Sunday, 5th of September, and Sunday, 12th of September. So, that again, just to run off, it is Sunday, 4th of July, Sunday, 25th of July, Sunday, 5th of September, and Sunday, 12th of September. Patrons, keep your eyes on the Patreon page. I'll be doing a post about this so you can at least register your interest and then a ticket link will go live to you guys well in advance of then opening up to the rest of the people. We will, of course, let everyone else know when these events are accessible. Uh, Because of travel restrictions, I'm going to say it's probably just for people within the UK. But hey, who knows, by September, maybe international travel will be allowed. Yeah, yeah. If you want to commit to flying over or driving over to take Can part in that, that would be amazing. Can you incredible, imagine? incredible, but we don't want to make anyone quarantine to come and listen to us talk. Yes,
1: we do. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: yes, of course, once the events open, patrons as well, because we do love our patrons, and I know we bang on about them a lot, but they are the best human beings in the world. There'll be certain things which you will get in addition, but I'll let you know about that on the Patreon page. So keep your eyes out there. So you'll be able to register your interest and then you'll be able to get tickets before anyone else. And you'll also be able to access certain things at the event that others aren't. But the rest of you, we still love everyone else. It's not like we only love our patrons. We like everyone who listens to this podcast. Yeah, and if you're not a patron and you want to be,
1: sign up. Well,
2: you can sign up too. Like that's the thing. But also just, you can also, you will be able to get a ticket and you will still be having a great time and we'll still talk to you. We're not going to be like, if you don't show us your patron badge, (laughs) get out. It's like a secret society. (laughs) Ew, you're not a patron. Oh yeah. So that's really exciting.
1: Yeah, very excited.
2: I I wasn't planning to announce it today, but because I've lost the internet, it was the first thing that came to my mind.
1: Well, you've absolutely done me, because I weren't expecting it either. You weren't at all. But we just,
2: you know, there we go. And so more information will be coming soon, as I say, and of course, a link so that people can then get tickets. But I wanted to at least get the dating, because I think people are getting busy now. Mm. People's weekends are getting clogged up. And I thought if we wait and wait and wait, people won't be able to make it. So I want to get at least the date in the diary, and then... More information will follow with
1: how you can access And people keep asking me about what special car I've got. Well,
0: Mm. if you come to the live shows, you're
1: going to know, because I'll bring it, as in it'll be here.
2: For the second show, the Sunday, the 25th of July, I will have a very
1: special car here. Really? Oh, my God. I mean, that's not funny. That is a laugh, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I'm a little bit upstage there. <laughs> I
2: just whispered it to Tony. For, so I, sometimes I do that and I realise that people <laughs> have no idea what I'm doing. Anyway, so there we go. Yeah, so to, just, just a one more time for your diaries, Sunday 4th of July, Sunday 25th of July, Sunday 5th of September, Sunday 12th of September. Mark those down now and keep your eyes and ears peeled for more information as to how you can get tickets. Great, let's move on. Well done. <laughs> uh, anything you want to talk about? Like, anything that's been
1: happening with you? Anything you want to reveal to anyone? What?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was a loaded question. Uh, so, last week, I've done a bit of a shout-out, and I've done a couple for you, like those of you that follow me on social media. I've done a bit, of a, a bit of a plea, I guess. Um, I was looking for an AMG GTR Pro or an AMG GTR. I need... I wanted a second car, uh, I've got some trips planned, and I wanted to keep the miles off my special car, essentially. So, though, lo and behold, you guys have come to the fore, and oddly, this doesn't happen very often, <laughs> but um, I, I sold an AMG Pro uh, about six weeks ago. And the gentleman that bought it follows me on social media. He's a very nice chap. His name's Ross, and he watches the podcast. He's a cracking bloke, to be fair. He's from Scotland. Anyway, I bought it back. (laughs) (laughs) So he's called me up the other day, and he said, "Uh, Tony, that car you sold me... You want to buy it back? He said. I've just bought another car. Prolific car buyer. Go on, Ross. As in, yeah, 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 legend. Absolutely. He's just bought another Ferrari, by the way. Oh, Ross. So, um, he's got a GT three, and he's had he's had like every car. Yeah, 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 putting you to shame a little bit, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, <he> yeah, <actually, laughs> <laughs> absolutely finished me off to yeah, be fair. Really does. Um, and uh, yeah, he, I went up there on Saturday and went and picked it up. And- so,
2: are you going to keep it this time or? is it actually stock that you're just going to use
1: when you can? So, I I will put it up for sale. Okay. Uh, okay. Fire, but, fire, but, I get it. Uh, you're a businessman. Uh, well, yeah, and, and as long as I, I don't want three or four personal cars, I don't need them, mate. So, as long as I've got one special car, which I have, and then I can jump in and out. I've got some plans in the next few weeks that I'd probably need it for, but it will go on the website and it will be for sale whenever. Imm- imminently. Imminently. <laughs>
2: Not, not <laughs> No, no, I get it. I get it. I, and we've spoken so many times before that at the end of the day, you know, we are, we are sentimental about cars, but we're not, we're not sentimental about getting rid of cars, are we? You know, we're the kind of people that cars are there as a toy and as, to, uh, you know, to be used. And when it's time to move on, it's time to move on. Well, so. for
1: me, more even so, because it's my job. Well, hasn't? there you go. Yeah. yeah you it, see them, you see, the, see them as an asset. Yeah. That, when they are, they're business assets. So, um, yeah, if I can, you know, I... I I won't beat it around the bush. If I can jump in and out of a car and and use it and and not lose any money, then you know that's the perks of my job essentially. And that is just such a good car, especially to run as a, a theoretical
2: second sports supercar. You know, it, it, it's we had such a good time in that GTR in Ireland, and I think over the years you always look at them and I just always go. It is really good. It's you know, really that good. I think it's taken the place of the R8. You know, for a long time the R8 was just, you just like it's just a great supercar. Like oh, yeah. you just go, and it still is. But but I think that AMG has just taken the crown a little bit in terms of usability, performance,
1: styling, aggressive. Like it's just it's just really good. practicality. You know, you know the the probably the difference between the GTR and the Pro to the R8. Um. The GTR has just got a little bit more character. Mm. Like it's, it's just got something about it. And every time I drive one, or you know, I've owned a few. Like I really for the money as well. Like I really can't think of anything better. And when we was having conversations about what second car should I get, and you know, I looked at nine ninety two turbos, and they're just ridiculous money. And uh, I even looked at Lambo Hurricane EVOs. Yeah, I remember you saying. I, I even contemplated. I mean, it wasn't going to happen, but I contemplated a McLaren. It, it, at one moment, it was going to happen. No, it wasn't. It was just a suggestion, as in, you know, could they do stupid finance deals? Well, th- I think the problem is, this is a thing which I think, actually, let's let's address it for
2: two seconds. <laughs> as we have no real plan for today, let's jump on this topic. Because you, like so many others, and considering how much we've spoken about this, you fell for the same, I think, trick or, or thing that so many people do, which is you hear this unbelievable finance deal on a McLaren, and you start to go, oh my God, what an amount of car for theoretically a little amount of money. We spoke about that 17 grand in, 1,700 quid a month for a brand new 720S. Mm. 600LTs are still knocking around with good deals on them. Similar. Similar kind of money. And in comparison to other cars in that price bracket or that performance level, there's always great value for money. And you know, and I had to kind of step in and say, the problem is, Tony... That's great if you keep the car for the length of the term. Yeah. If you give it back in two years and walk away, yeah. Then you're great. But we are not people who do that. We no. like to change our cars quickly, and then you're going to be screwed because when you come to sell it, you will be in big negative negative equity. Yeah.
1: And I was never ever going to buy one. He by was. The way. I- <laughs> he definitely. He was really. <laughs> we had a conversation it. about it. And, two conversations. And, and the, <laughs> two conversations, <laughs> And the big, the biggest thing is, is what exactly what I tell other people is. You can't come out of them, and yeah. and I mean I do know that. But sometimes, when you're looking for something and there's not nothing really in the market, you sometimes just, oh maybe I should. And then and then you know I had a couple of conversations with people, and I was righted my wrong essentially. But it's such an
2: attractive proposition, and yeah. that's how they still get people in. I think because we we've never denied seven twenty unbelievable car. Still go wrong apparently, but. Oh, someone's breaking into something outside. Oh, that's not oh, one oh, of my it's cars. It's not my van. Oh, do you want me to have a look? It doesn't sound like a van. Should I just check?
1: It doesn't sound like a van. Are you all right? Well, we know if it's a van because it's not a van. Is it over there? He's back. It wasn't my van. I was don't it? know what
2: it was. I'm very good at recognising the alarm notes of different vehicles. So, why'd you go up to the
1: window then? Could
2: have been one of my cars. Well, you're no. not very good at recognising them, are don't you? Don't forget, I've got three cars outside. Oh,
1: here we Hello. go. Hello.
2: <laughs> one car that no one else knows about, yeah. Do I know about it? Yeah, well, you would have seen it. You would have walked straight past it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Being revealed this weekend. Saw it last weekend. That's <sighs> to say, it starts with Jag and ends with You Are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Big reveal. <laughs>
2: um, sorry, back to what we were talking about. So, yes, I think um that's the thing with McLaren. I do still get messages from people because. It is just so tempting. Funnily enough, though, on the flip side, the new uh, Artura, is that what it's called?
1: Why, am I, why have yeah, I said yeah.
2: Yo, I don't know. I doubted myself there for a second. Apparently, big money in financing world. Mm. Yeah. Do you, Have you heard of any deals there? Not,
1: not not. in terms of when you say big money financing world, you mean it's a lot of money a month. Yes, you, as in you can get
2: a 720S cheaper in terms of financing. So you're 17 grand in, 1,700 quid a month, brand new 720S. I, I've heard Artura, 15 grand in, 2,300 quid a month.
1: Yeah, yeah it will be, because it's more money. It's more money new. It's not, not the Artura. Well, well it is by the it time... Sits it sits below dis- 720S. It does sit below it, but it doesn't sit below it by the time McLaren have done 72 grand off. And there we go once again <laughs>
0: with the issues with McLaren.
2: Oh, well. So, yeah, so you, you've done very well... Long story short, by ending up with the pro, I hope you get to use it for a bit. I hope no one comes along, and bids you silly money for it and you lose it and regret it again.
1: Well, I'm I'm probably as in for the moment, I've kind of earmarked it for the next six weeks. I do I've got a few things planned and and I do really need it for that. So I probably I probably won't let it go. Money talks, So to be fair. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, I if mean yeah. <laughs> someone comes along, you'll, you'll start, oh, my. <laughs> <So, laughs> I mean, I'd, defi- I'd definitely consider it if there was a lovely park exchange, I could take that instead.
2: Hello. Hello. So what have you got coming up then? You say you've got a few things planned. Have you planned a few road trips? Are you going so, on a few adventures?
1: Yeah, so a uh, plan with a few friends to go to Scotland. Uh, oh, lovely. M- Mid-June for... North coast
2: or, or just... In and around Scotland.
1: Yeah, just like, you know, north coast up, up in the Highlands. we we'll stay away from the stony roads, but yeah, up there, four or five days, like a really long, long weekend kind of thing. When's that? Uh, Mid-June. Oh, uh, okay. I'm going next week. Are you?
2: Oi, oi. Are you? More to be revealed. To Scotland. Coming soon. <laughs> yeah, so I'm so overexcited excited about what's happening next week that I'm <laughs> like a giddy child. Okay, so you're going up to Scotland, so fine, so that'll be a, the pro trip, theoretically, that'll be...
1: That's what that's that what I've earmarked the the pro Falling. for, and then I'm I'm hoping restrictions pending, that the end of August, early September, I shall go on my regular trip that I normally do in the Alps or in Europe, which I take the special car for essentially. I I'm with you. I
2: hope by that point, uh, uh, for me, I'm planning tons of UK trips mm-hmm. throughout the sort of early summer, and then September October. Uh, is when I've earmarked for We need to try and do one To be fair We should try yeah. and do one Yeah well that trip before Was mega going yeah. around Ireland um, It would be cool We should have a little look I mean whether it's A behind the glass tour Or we should just go on a, go on a drive Just go on We haven't even got to film it We, we haven't even go got to on. film it's going yeah, a bit of a just laugh Just
1: go on give it a big one.
2: Do need to film it Otherwise I can't pay for my class. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I do we have finance payments it. to make <laughs> Tim from Magnus You did remind me that oh, After I providing this A very nice fanatic nice quote <laughs> He said, just, just, just so you know, Sam, you couldn't afford this. And I was like, no, I do know, Tim. Thank you so much for that reminder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. I think he thought I was asking for myself. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, I'm envious of you. I think you've got good plans in place. I think it's right to start now planning little trips mm. in and around the place. One place that you've been that I haven't been that I want to go to, Isle of Man. Yeah. Would you recommend
1: it? Uh, Yeah. But. Yeah. What but. is what is the but? The, the, the but is... It's kind of over in three days because it's just an island. You just drive around the island. It's like the Isle of Man TT. I'm sure everyone's seen that and you've definitely seen it on the TV. Once you've been round, you've been round. You go back round the other way, but once you've been round, you've been round. There's... um, I went over with SCD and... Supercar driver. Yeah. Weird, weird... Um, you end up doing the same roads. I mean, it is cool if you've not been round and there's no speed limits. So it's a day trip? No. We was there for... Three or four days. Um, there's also like an old airfield track there that we did as well, oh, which cool. was quite good because yeah, that yeah. broke that broke the the the, the driving up. Um, but yeah, you should
2: go and do it. Yeah, I want to because I've never been. That they are their restrictions, there their things are slightly different to the rest of the UK. So I think they're hoping to open up at the end of June. So that's potentially a trip that I want to try and do maybe with the 9-11. They've got no virus there, though. Yeah, that's uh, that's why. So yeah. they're, they're being very, very careful about opening up their borders. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it could be quite good for the 9-11 because I know there's no speed limits, but I, I've, to be honest, I'm not all about going 120 miles an hour on a country trouble, lane. Though. Yeah, you still getting in trouble. And also like, hey, look at the Isle of Man TV. Uh, Isle of Man TV? Isle of Man <laughs> TT. They're going off cliffs left, right and centre and they're mm. sheep and buildings. Like, I'm just not all about going 120 miles an hour mm. around those lanes. So I think the 9-11 could be perfect for it. Um, but the roads are good and smooth and stuff like that it's yeah, a good place yeah, to yeah. go and check out
1: yeah yeah I mean I, I haven't been for a couple of years no mate, but, but you went but in the Performante right no I oh. went in the AMG GTR oh wow okay yeah. there you go
2: well look anyone who's got any inside info about driving Isle of Man please uh, let me know get in touch uh, info uh, at you wanted any,
1: want any, want any roads mate I mean you just go round and round no but you know me I like coffee shops and things like that oh, oh. yeah <laughs> I like places to go destinations yeah, yeah.
2: Um, it's very picturesque yeah well that's that's what I'm mm-hmm. thinking um, and then I want to do Northern Ireland because i we, we did mainland Ireland, but I want to go up and do Northern Ireland because some great scenic driving roads up there as well. I think that potentially be another Ferrari trip.
1: We we looked at that. Mm. So in in June we was going to go over to Ireland. Okay. Um, but what happened was is that it's still on the yellow list. Uh, at the moment, Repu- Republic of Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So um, it A- was all amber, amber list. Yeah. So amber list. Yeah. So confusing. So Scotland's just easier. Do you know what I mean? It's just easier. So that makes sense. Yeah.
2: Well, look the the topic that I wanted to dive in on today, which we can try and react to as we go, um, which I've managed to get up on my phone somehow, is the top ten best selling cars of all time. Oh, hello! That's now we right. have done best selling cars of last year, I think, or best selling cars per country, but this is the best selling cars of all time. Are we going ten to one? Ten to one. Yeah. There were the reason that I I'm frustrated is I had breakdowns as well of like best selling cars per manufacturer and per sector, and like it was mo- way more interesting. This list isn't that interesting, but we're going to talk about it anyway, because I don't have an internet to bring up the other list.
1: I I could probably, I'm not going to tell you, but I can probably tell you number one. I think you might be able to, but I'm going to see if you can guess it. Um,
2: we do have a little bit of car news as well, which I'll get to at the end, Good, because hopefully by then the internet will be working. <laughs> I can remind myself what the car news was. So let's dive into it. Number 10, Volkswagen Passat. This is UK. Nope. This is the best-selling cars around the world. Oh, around the, the world. Around the world. Now, again... Oh, no, here we go. 16 million Volkswagen Passats. Seven generations since 1973. Fair. So, okay, in the United States, it's had a slightly different names, known as the Dasher and the Quantum. Um, it's a solid family car. And that really is what it is, isn't it? You, I don't think of a Passat as being... A big seller, but now you hear that, you go,
1: Yeah, kinda of makes sense. Yeah, it? it's just it's just sixteen million. That's a lot of cars. Yeah. And you and you probably you probably bet that Volkswagen Audi Group are in quite a lot of that list. You're you're gonna be right. About <laughs> yeah. <that. laughs> which is why they're the biggest producer of cars in the world for that reason. Number
2: nine is impressive but also predictable, and I thought would be higher up the list. It's the four bottle tea. Because let's face it, it was the first car. Fundamentally, we all know it's recognised as being the first car.
1: Now I would s- never ever got that. Really? No, mate. Mate, it was literally like the first car. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was the first car, but what I mean is they sold that many of them. I mean, there weren't 16. that many. Sixteen point five million. So everyone in the whole world must have had one. Basically, it's saying here, uh, first
2: car was built in 1908, of course, by Henry Ford. Uh, It hasn't been in production for 86 years, but still holds the title of ninth best-selling car of all time. Amazing. Took 20 years for the Model T to sell more cars than most brands sell over decades in that time, for
1: produce a 16.5 I, I, million. I would have never, ever, ever have thought that that would be in there. I thought it would be higher
2: because of, uh, it was, they did produce it for quite a bit of time, but also because it was really the first car for the people, that was, car, everyone's going to have got them and there were so many variations and
1: trucks and two seats, like, there's this, yeah, but people just didn't have money to buy cars. Then, it was
2: though. relatively affordable. The whole point why it was successful. But relatively, relatively affordable, but until not, like, not as a peasant. Yeah, <laughs> which but, of which they're generally, you know, yeah, in yeah. the UK still. Yeah. Is that am I being? No, r- no. You no. look at me like I'm being a bit of a r- rude, <laughs> rude kid There, I'm trying to say <laughs> like yeah, snob. No, yes, yeah, snob. No. But but poverty was
1: a big, big thing. Is what I was trying exactly. to say. Exactly. That's yeah. why I, I find it difficult that it's it's there for that reason because, mate, people were. Riding around on horses, still. Yeah, good point. That's
2: what I, I mean. I, I now regret saying the
1: word peasant. I feel like I, it sounds really yeah, derogatory. That's what, that's what they were called then. Thank you for backing me. You can't, me you can't, you can't call someone a peasant now. That's derogatory. But, yeah, but back then, it they, was a they, more socially, yeah, no, it was socially acceptable. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. few
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't want to get sued. <laughs> um, okay, number eight on the list. This one I think might surprise you. It's a Honda.
0: If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Accord. Really? Uh
1: no, I can imagine that's probably quite big in Japan and that. 18 million.
0: Mm.
2: It was the first car the Japanese manufacturer produced in America. And it's yeah. been one of the best selling cars in the US since nineteen eighty nine. So it's actually America that has made the
1: Accord so successful. Mm, fair. Because it, it never really took off here. Um I don't even know if they still make it here now. <laughs> you would assume so? Really? I, I'm looking at a picture of one going, I don't recognise that. No, I mean I'd recognise one a mile just- off, but I don't know whether I don't know whether they've dropped it for the UK. I mean The US just love them, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Sedan, isn't it? It's a sedan, yeah. It's just a, you know,
2: and also reliability. And you know, in since nineteen eighty nine, that's really when I think Japanese manufacturers were really taking on. Like the Americans fell in love with that cheap, affordable, reliable cars.
1: Well, they were ten in terms of technology. They're ten years ahead at the time of anyone else. And all the
2: yeah, American Muscle was going down the hill at that Mm, point. Yeah. Um, So yeah, so Honda Accord, number seven, the good old Ford Escort, was where did you? That's surely you expected on the list, right? Yeah, I
1: did expect it on yeah. the list. Um,
2: uh, 18 million worldwide, so actually a very similar number to the Honda Accords.
1: Yeah, but um, obviously they haven't made that for quite some time now, but they did sell millions of them. They still sell an Escort in China. Do they? Yeah,
2: actually Do they actually model a cool with the Escort. Here is in that- the States, Ford has axed it, um, migrating over to the Eco sport. Is but that yeah. our focus then? That's our focus, is it? No, because it's more of a compact saloon, isn't it? I don't so, know. So,
1: what is that then? Did anything ever take its place? What? The oh es- no!
2: So the EcoSport?
1: No, the Escort. Yeah. What is the Escort now? The, the Escort is like Focus size. The Ford Escort would be would be yeah Focus, focus RS fi- vibes. Yeah. Well, not even RS, just focus. focus. Sorry. Yeah. The Focus. I guess. Yeah. So. You what, know more than me. Well,
2: yeah, it's my era. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, 80 million escorts um, produced since 1968. Lots uh, of different variants as well. Loads of different Loads variants. Loads of variants, yeah. And obviously had uh, some good old motorsport uh, history. Loads of heritage. Yeah, I had Loads the RS. Heritage. Yeah, I remember. I know, like, f- the, I, and We always say this. I'm still convinced you had one at the digit when we first met, but you seem to think that you'd sold
1: it before I got there. No. You uh, had a whale tail. I did have it. It was a yeah. Mallard green. Right so at the back. Yeah. I'm sure it was there when I... Yes, it probably was. We we are, how long have we known each other? Five years now? So probably yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Knocking around. Yeah. yeah. Number six, Honda
2: Civic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right up there. again, yeah, yeah. well over 18 million yeah. uh, since 1972. Pretty predictable. Now, we're coming into the top five. So I'm now going to ask you for what you think... Number one, all-time bestseller is F1 pickup, F150, the yeah. Ford pickup. That was my assumption too. Let's see what happens. Number five, the Lada Riva.
1: Oh, that, I mean they still make that. Literally, the car of Soviet Union. That's yeah, they still make that in. The, I mean, it's not the Soviet Union anymore, right? But of course, yeah. It, but I drove
2: a variation in Bulgaria. And one of the coolest things in my entire life. Really, I had so much fun. <laughs> there, and there's a big rally market because they're so cheap to modify, and you can steal parts out of different versions. It was so cool, kitted out, and then it's hilarious. And it's a bit like the Fiat Panda. Like we we talked about in that episode, how Fiat Pandas are just just keep Italy running. Yeah, there are just larders in I think that part of the world. Just everywhere. You don't want one to run you over, by the way. No, it's a, it's a brick, absolute brick. It was uh, first hit the scene in 1980, um, but the bones are much older. The humble larder is based on the Fiat 124, as we knew, which dates all the way back to 1966. Millions of these little sedans have been pumped out, um, but they're still rolling down assembly lines in Egypt. Amazing, yeah. It's not it's not happening in Russia, it's it's in it's in Egypt. So yeah, pretty pretty cool and, and not surprising once you start to see I say, yeah. if you've ever travelled anywhere yeah. slightly eastern within Europe, you'll yeah. see them all over the place. Yeah, and yeah. I guess maybe they'll probably be popular in Egypt too.
1: Well, Egypt require a slightly different car to us. There's no point putting a new gulf there because of all the electrics and all the sand. I mean, they want mm. something it's a little bit like like Dubai, they love a Land Cruiser. Love it's a Land quite Cruiser. quite basic. And when they go in the sand dunes, I mean, you imagine what that would do to a modern car then. Ruin it. R- absolutely ruin, ruin it. it. So Egypt would be similar. Number four.
2: This is what people often think of as number one. Volkswagen Beetle. What, best-selling car in the world? Tw- ever? 23.5 no. million units. And if you Google it, most people say Beetle, or it's like... Most people, you know, the misconception is the Beetle, but actually not. Mm. It, I didn't even cross my mind. Now I look at it like, oh, yeah, of course, Beetle, like duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, really didn't cross my mind that the uh, Beetle yeah. would be a high selling car. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Obviously, from the 60s, built in 1938 to Hitler's specifications.
1: Awkward. Yeah.
2: Um, 23.5 million units. Um, and then it obviously I might then in t- Yeah, in 2019, it disappeared. Yeah. But I, obviously, an icon and one of those cars like a 911 or. Yeah we've known them before but you know a beetle's a beetle right yeah and they stuck true to that so doesn't surprise me massively but i it's not a car i thought of oddly number three i think predictably volkswagen golf
1: yeah that had to be in there
2: yeah yeah which was going to be in there i think numbers wise let's see uh Th- over 30 million cars yeah. uh, came on the scene in 1974 um mm. it's obviously oh yeah it was
1: named the rabbit for a while um So yeah, I mean you know we we love a goal. Been making it forty odd years, man. You know, so it it
2: had to be predictable. Yeah.
1: Now, number two.
2: Ford F Series. Can you believe it? Number two, over forty million models over the last six decades, making Ford the undisputed king of the pickup. The F Series still remains the best-selling vehicle in America, as we know. We've spoken about before.
1: But it's not the best-selling car of all time. So what can it be then? I mean, can I can I have you can have in- a guess? I'm gonna let you. I'm, le- I'm gonna let you have a guess. So it's not the Ford Fiesta. I wouldn't have thought because although that's the best selling car in this country, it needs to be best selling in America as well. For that reason, and there's another market where it needs to sell very well. China.
2: Can it's you remember Corolla? Well done. Yeah. I actually was like, "You're never gonna get this." No, it had to be the Corolla. Yeah, sometimes you
1: surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm like, "Fair play." Toyota we'll do Corolla. Know some stuff. 43, 44 million units. Yeah. Sold. I was trying to think then, as I was, as I was before I reeled it off. I was just trying to think of longevity and where they'd been yeah. sold
2: and and big markets. Yeah. It's longevity and big markets yeah. are, the, are, the, are the two. Mass uh, market and and US and China. Yeah. You know, and you said it's been around forever yeah. and also around the world, you know, it just keeps adding up. There's so many countries in the world where that is a, a good, accessible, usable. Yeah, for um, sure. So, yeah. God, you know what? A list that I thought was going to be very obvious, but didn't surprised us, surprised me.
1: And There was uh, definitely a couple in there that surprised me. The, the Model T was one, um, 100%. And there was another one in there that surprised me, actually. I can't even remember the whole list now but No. Uh the Passat was the Passat the didn't see yeah, the Passat. Yeah, that surprised coming. me.
2: Okay, well let's come on to that car news I have managed to bring up. Uh you have internet? I have. So Screenshot I've got a load of press releases here it. which get sent to me which uh which I can now scroll through and try and remind myself of what what any interesting ones were. Uh Volkswagen Golf GTI oh sorry Polo GTI to arrive in June, 2021 Polo GTI. That's good Keen car, on that, though. keen on that. If they made it a 3-door I'd buy one immediately, but it's going to be 5-door probably, isn't it? Because no, one, uh, makes $3 no one makes three doors anymore. No
1: one makes
0: three doors
2: anymore. Can you still get an up GTI? Or is that discontinued? Uh, I would, I would imagine so. Why, why not? I mean, it's good it's for a while. They stopped, though, didn't did they? Did they? Yeah, for a while they stopped, but then I'm pretty sure they, pretty sure it came yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. GTI. I still, for me, that's a that's my thing. Like, I'm all about three doors. I saw, <gasps> I saw a three door Mark IV Golf R32 at the weekend. Oh, like can I say, like, I'm gonna sound like a real dick right now. I was talking about those two years ago, and you were laughing at me.
1: They're like twenty-five grand now. Oh no! Yeah, I'll tell you another one as well. Volkswagen. That's that's actually a few quid. Do you remember the Lupo GTI? Yeah. Are they a few quid? Yes. Really? Mate. Yeah. Yeah. Because you go and find one. Yeah. You can't. A can't, low can't mileage them one. They didn't sell millions of uh, them. And and now go and find a good one. If
2: anyone's got a Mark IV R32 unmolested, I don't want some modified thing. I want a completely original Golf R32. Please get in touch. Because that when I passed my test, I got myself a Golf 1.4 petrol and the R32 was like dream of beyond yeah, all dreams. Yeah, yeah. But I've never driven one. Really? I've, yeah, and I've always wanted to. Just so cool. I love that boxy so shape. we had the
1: VR6. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, the one before. The one so before, that R32 yeah. was what we used to call the bubble car. okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I just think it's cool. I see, yeah, it's like, yeah. Then obviously you got the Mark V, which went a bit bulky, didn't it? And then you went to the R.
1: Yeah, well, the R was just, was a uh, 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 the modern R32, essentially. Of course, of course. Uh, but the, th- the for 32s, were, obviously. Yeah, the 32s yeah. were cool. Yeah, with the V6. So, yeah, Golf GTI.
2: Keen, oh, sorry, Polar. Why do I keep saying that? Polar GTI, I'm, I'm intrigued and keen to check out. Um, I'm going to keep scrolling here. Ah, oh, yes, McCann EV, fully confirmed now. It's yeah. coming. Yeah. 2023, McCann will no longer be available petrol. Are we correct in that? Or correct. diesel? Are we going to see a hybrid, do we think, or just EV for the McCann? I, I, as far as I know, it's all electric. Okay, so it's going to be a, an Audi e-tron, uh, that thing. And
0: I
1: knew that in 2019, because I all went right, to sure the... Off. No, 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 <laughs> because I went to the press, not the press, I went to the launch of the 992. Okay. And the lady, the head of Porsche, was presenting it, and she said out, she was saying the future of Porsche. Roll things. The rollout, and the next McCann will be full electric, yeah. Is...
2: It's, like I say it's a shame, it's a bit aggressive, but that's been such a popular car, hasn't it? Such a great car. The best-selling and, car, mate. Uh, and also a driver's SUV, right? Everyone always says, oh, the best handling SUV, you can get is a can. Weirdly, I've never really been that, I've never found them that desirable, but mm. lots of people absolutely adore them. They're very good. Are they potentially shooting themselves in the foot there, going full of E, or maybe they're just thinking that by that point, everyone's
1: going to be so pro-EV that they're going to, I think what Porsche are trying to do, like a lot of these manufacturers, but Porsche especially, and the ones that make sports cars, is that they're trying to make as many of their models electric so they can still make the cars for The juicy bits, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, But I just think the Macan, like,
2: you know, there's a lot of people who might then go, oh God, well, I can't, I'm not ready to go EV yet, so.
1: Yeah, but mum's buy them, mate. You know, like, like, you know what Porsche done with the Macan is that, if they had a, if they had a brought the McCann out before the KN, no one would have bought KNs. Yeah, fair. You know, so uh, yeah, yeah, the McCann, the McCann is such a, it's just that perfect size. Yep. It's a bit like an Evoque. Yeah, no, of course, it's, it's just it's usable, perfect. perfect size. Yeah, and in a couple of years'
2: time, if they're going to be saying oh, we're twenty twenty three on the road, you know, twenty twenty four. You know, our dreaded topic of EV infrastructure will infinitely be better if it's got so much better over the last couple of years. It will be better again, so uh, making those cars potentially, you know, even more usable and good to go. Uh, there is a nice release came out this week about Toyota confirming that the their GR lineup, so like like AMG, or whatever, uh, will be. It's going to be called the GR Supersport, I think, which is their Le Mans hypercar, yep, yep. uh, nine hundred and eighty six horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, right when you see the cause because they did the endurance. Uh, where did they go r- racing the other day? Anyway, I can't remember. I didn't see. It just still looks like a Le Mans car. Like, it, yeah. does, like it doesn't look like a hyper car. I thought we were going to see road cars racing at Le Mans, but they are just Le Mans cars that are mm. going to go on the road, which is even crazier. Um, I love the idea of the Toyota one. We've spoken about how pro we are about GR products at mm. the moment, doing cool things. The renders that come out based on the Le Mans car look super exciting. A thousand horsepower. Amazing. I mean gonna be nuts. Yeah. From Toyota. Yeah. What a hypercar to go and buy.
1: How much is it?
2: God knows, but can oh. you imagine buying a Toyota? I mean like Yeah. I think will it be like a Honda NSX? No, it'll be that times a million, like, won't it? What would it be like going to buy well there's
1: nothing that's there's nothing there's no comparison. Oh, yeah, it be a price range hypercar.
0: I
2: love it. See some shots of the AMG Project One on the road testing in proper Oh good. Yeah, so it's yeah, out yeah, of doing bits. I know we're speaking mm. about that. Some cool stuff actually happened with the Lotus Avaya as well. Last week, Top Gear did the first drive in a a prototype. Yeah, only at 75% performance or abilities and no ABS, no traction. But looked good. They were impressed. Yeah. So what I didn't realise, and I still need to speak to Lotus about this, because of course it's all about handling with the Avaya and it being a Lotus. They've gone aggressive on the weight. So I think the overall weight on the car is either... It can't be... It's either 1,700 or 1,800 kilos. Heavy. Well... Compared to any other EV, super light. Okay, But, you know, that's what, Turbo S weight? Heavy for them, though. Heavy for them, light for an EV.
1: It's Turbo S weight, yeah. Yeah,
2: so best that they can probably do. It means, though, that the battery or the range is very, very small. So on the test day, and I don't know, again, if this is going to be final production, I think they could only do 30 minutes flat out. Yeah, that's... Or, or was it 30 laps or 30 minutes it wasn't very impressive which mm. suggests to me because then it's a track toy unless that's going to change so I, I'm intrigued to find out more I've yeah. got, I'm lucky to have a good relationship with Lotus and I want to talk to them more about that car fair. but that was the only thing I picked up on that went oh that changes in my mind how that car's going to be used while we're on the subject of EV how did you get
1: on with the bloke that's going to come on
2: Yeah, oh yeah yeah just working out the date oh good that's all it is because I want them in the studio yeah fair Let's not do, I'm so over Zoom yeah interviews. yeah yeah like,
0: it's much better to have touch and
1: them. feel them that's
2: exactly it. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> each of their own mate. Uh, I'm just scrolling through because there was a couple of other bits of news that I definitely wanted to pick up on. Oh, yes. The Corvette C8, that mid-engine Corvette, it's officially confirmed for the UK now. Coming here. Coming here, 82 grand. Good value. I. That's what I was going to say, yeah. actually, because that's the big thing with the American cars, right? When you price convert it dollars to pounds, you go, what good value? But when it comes here, people sell them for it's ludicrous. 81 grand for a mid-engined don't, uh, V8? <laughs> I,
1: I would guess. Uh, it should be a V8, <laughs> yeah, yeah. V8.
2: Um, silly horsepower, I think. Let me just try and find it here. Let's see if we can open this up. Uh, yeah, top, top spec is going to be 87 grand. Amazing.
1: Um,
2: with, I mean, you've still got the dodgy interior, but is what it is. Loads of kit, because all the American cars do come with loads of kit. Yeah, 595, 6.2 liter, 595 horsepower, 6.2 liter V8. Ta- I'm
1: intrigued by that. Me too. They're taking that... Um- that R8 market aren't they? that's because what it is. That's what they're doing. That's where you got against. Audi, Audi have coming away as in as far as I know, they're not going to make the R8 anymore. It's going to be electric. Yeah, electric supercar. Yeah, so that's the price. But I mean, there's a gap. There is a gap. There's a gap, and yeah. we you know talk about. We love to talk about
2: something different, something out there, something a bit unique, and that is that is right up people's street. You're not going after the 911 customer, are you? Because no interior quality, it's not. But it's of something that's an affordable mm. supercar. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, Bristol cars are coming back don't know if you saw sure about that no bit of a weird one but. Bristol cars <laughs> there's a few of these like let's bring back some old names I keep getting all these press releases someone's so. just got some money off yeah yeah things. let's
1: call it Bristol <laughs> that's literally it but let yeah. me see if
2: there's anything else that I wanted to touch on uh, I think oh yeah some uh, some Swiss firm 200 mile an hour Ferrari Testarossa Resto Mod <laughs> why not love uh,
1: while it while we're on the subject of Ferrari I've alarmingly oh, no. seen I'm a little bit worried about them, mate, to be honest. Why? Um, well, because alarmingly, there's a few SF90s starting to hit the market now. There are indeed. The, yeah. In a minute, they're going to... I mean, they're probably advertised at over list. It honestly does not take long before they're list and then under list. And I dread to say this. And again, Ferrari's probably not going to like me for saying it, but I... I don't know the extent, but I think they're doing deals on F8s. You know what? I think, because I know
2: a good handful of people who recently mm. have either done a quick swap into an F8 mm. or people who aren't really Ferrari fans, but are suddenly getting F8s. And I'm like, this is strange because usually you've got a huge waiting list. Secondly, they're crazy money, but mm. these are people who... And I haven't actually asked. I haven't actually. I should, next time someone says to me, "Oh, I'm getting an F8 or I've just switched to an FA," I should say, "Well, why?" I I would also question whether maybe there are some incentive or some deals there. SF90, I think. Let's just put it on a shelf for now because I'll be so interested to see what's going to happen to that car over me the next too. five years. Me you too. know, let, let's yeah. just hold tight. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not going for crazy overs, but I'm not going to write that car off just yet. Paul Wallace said it was unbelievable, but he's yeah. not a Ferrari guy, so what does that mean? Who knows? But F8 are an interesting
1: one mm. because they are a lot of them cropping up. Well, we know it's the stopgap car for the hybrid car. We know we know that much and it's just basically another 488 but
2: a celebration of that engine hence the name. Correct. A tribute to the engine.
1: Yeah, and we we know that when 488s come out even the base cars when they first come out for a good year they were 30 over or something. I mean, that was the bonkers time in 2016 when everything was over it was a joke. But I think they're struggling to sell this car. And the fact that Ferrari, I mean, I don't think, I know they're giving money off them. I don't know to what extent, but I know. And it just worries me that they're doing that because they're slowly becoming a little bit like McLaren and Aston, in that respect as in is this not the way of the world though maybe it's just the way of the world maybe it is just you know I mean it's all about protecting your brand but the thing is maybe they've got to make that car they've got to make a car they have to mm. make a mid series v8 they couldn't continue with the 488 so they had to do something their, their hybrid cars not ready um, it's a little bit like the Aventador, mate. Yeah, you know, a good where, point. Where's Where's the replacement of yeah, that? Yeah, we know probably that the replacement of the Aventador hasn't come out because I think the SF90 has got some blame. Yeah, I think they kind of that. went, oh, we gotta. <laughs> yeah, let's not follow that up real quick. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. I, th- I think they looked at the SF90 and thought, oh, V12 cars has not got quite as much power mm. as that one, so we better rework that. Um, Let's make the cyan
2: in-, in the meantime.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but that's that. That made probably that was it. Another event, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I really. But they got to be a little bit careful that they don't fall into that trap of the discount kings again and ruining the brand because that that's a slippery slope as we've seen. Think about Ferrari,
2: right? Is, is you're buying. You're buying the badge, aren't you? More than almost anywhere now. You're buying heritage, you're buying a a lifestyle, you're buying success, you're buying whatever you're buying. You are at the moment. Okay, well, exactly this. Now, unfortunately, the Formula One team don't have a lot to talk about at the moment. No. Noticeably so that plaques celebrating championship years have very much disappeared from the insides of Ferraris. Well, they haven't won. Exactly that. So they don't have a lot to sort of say, look how successful we are, which was a similar era as what, the sort of 308 era. Um, and then on the road car side, I wouldn't say SF90, you could argue, is sort of industry redefining, like a Speciale, right, was and
1: we've spoken about, but actually hasn't been that desirable. Well, you know why? Because it's half a million quid for a start. I mean, you will get people that buy them, obviously, but... It's a half a million quid hypercar, mate. Correct, but, but, you know, I kind of get what they're doing with that car because it's their, this is the start of the next 10 years for Ferrari because that's what it is. This is yeah. their new technology. But, I don't know, I just hope that they've got the direction right and they know what, because they're normally so good at that. The di- they, you know, they always have a direction and they know yeah. exactly where they're going and I just hope they're not going to fall into that trap of some of the other manufacturers
2: it's feeling different at the moment as a as a uber fan or as uber fans uh it definitely feels the ferrari brand or product lineup or company feels different at the moment you know the way they're releasing cars how they release cars what their cars say and how they sort of position them within the market but over and over again we talk about how all these supercars are blending to one another all of them are becoming too good at everything all of them are bland they all tick every single box under the sun. I still drive Ferraris and adore and I love them. Me too. Um, are they as desirable? Maybe just because I'm not in that realm of that money. I, don't, I mean, I don't. It's it's a very hard one to judge because there are still people out there still buying lots of Ferraris. That, that is still happening. There are and Competizione and Competizione Perta, super cool and yeah. like, There's still lots going on, but I'm with you. There's also a slightly different side of, you know, questioning whether. But you know what? Actually, I'm sorry. I'm thinking out loud here. Maybe we want that actually because whilst it making a brand more accessible, making cars more accessible takes away some of the sort of you know exclusivity. Yeah. But actually, everyone always belittled the old boys, old boys club nature off road. The fact that you had to go in and you know know X, Y, and Z, and have bought X, Y, and Z before you're allowed to buy the new car. But actually, if we love Ferrari. Don't we want to see more people being able to buy fries? Heck, I want to be able to walk into Dick Love at Swindon and say, hey guys, I want to buy a Roma and not have them say, oh well, do, do I have a California tea?
1: And what are you, do you I know mean, what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they do that. With, they only do that with the special cars, you know. They they don't do mm. that. You know, you can go and buy A normal punter can go and buy the the normal cars, mm. essentially. They're not... The, the The thing is, is that once they start, if they start going down the road that... I think they're going to go down. I hope they don't. It then becomes not exclusive anymore, and and Ferrari are that they are meant to be an exclusive, special brand. And I, I just don't. They frustrate me sometimes. But as a fan and an owner of previous cars, I don't, I don't, and don't necessarily want them to go down that road mm. where they are accessible I know what you mean. for yeah. everyone.
2: I know what you mean. It's like when you uh, you find an amazing new restaurant or you go to this hotel which you love or a holiday, whatever, and then everyone else cotton's onto it. It somehow ruins it. You yeah. know, it, it is that same mentality. So yeah. are we being too precious? I don't know. Are you right in the sense that actually that's a lot of their market appeal? That's a lot about their brand is their exclusivity. And if they lose it, are they who they've always been? You know, there, there are question marks there. I think we have to admit, but... I do also think sometimes they can still pull it out of the bag and fundamentally Ferrari is still Ferrari and it, it's going to be very hard for them to damage that brand just because maybe their cars are a bit more accessible financially or to, to people because you're still talking about a 0, 0, 0 1 percentile. Majority yeah, of people who lust after Ferraris are buying Ferrari hats, not cars. Yeah. And so the more the Ferraris, they see the more excited they're going to be. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so
1: maybe they're forced to go
2: down that road yeah. because
1: of the competition. Yeah,
2: you know, there's it. a lot
1: of competition now. You know, you never know. And hey, all it's doing is making my
2: 360 more valuable. So <laughs> <laughs> you won't I wish. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, wish. I don't really care to be honest. <laughs> no, good. Uh, that brings to an end to today's episode. You know, I think we did all right. Considering that everything seems to have crashed on my laptop, and we <laughs> yeah. didn't we didn't really know what we we're going to talk about today. But exciting that we did unexpectedly announce the live shows, the return of Behind the Glass. Yep, live. That is mega. So
1: make those notes in your diary.
2: Lots more information to
1: come. Oh, look forward to me eating some of you just going on you well there we go just yeah. hanging out yeah. don't
2: be too rude about people's cars because they are, well really? they can punch you if they want so <laughs> be as rude as you like I've got
1: glasses on I can't punch them over glasses <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: if you want to follow Tony he's at Tony Groble with card sales on most social media platforms I'm at seen through glass on most uh, my coffee which has been very lightly displayed here how's uh, it doing Is that it's doing it's still well? doing amazing well i so good. excited uh, available at uk forward slash stg if you're watching here on YouTube make sure to subscribe turn on notifications if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcast make sure to follow us there brief and we will catch up with you next week bye bye
0: see ya